Hi, everybody. Thanks for being here during the Packer game on a Sunday night. Um, I'm going to start uh, with a song like we normally do. And this one was a song written by one of my old friends, somebody I used to be really close with, and I'm not anymore. I am not 17 anymore, and that's not what you're buying. And I'm not staying clean anymore. I'm not even trying. I can hardly feel anymore, and I don't know who I'm fighting. I can't see the need anymore, and I guess I'm still deciding. And I'm not on my knees anymore. That's not why I'm writing. I can't find a release anymore. That's how high I'm writing. And I'm not 17 anymore. I'm not even trying. Happy New Year! <laughs> but So because it's a new year, uh, I want to start things off with a reminder of why Music of Life Church Appleton is here. Hopefully, it's going to help us all understand a little bit more as to why we came tonight uh, to be together here in a coffee shop when we could have been anywhere else. So Music of Life Church Appleton was established because we saw a need specifically in our city. So myself and many of the leaders here uh, were people who grew up going to church and eventually felt like we got burned out by it. In one way or another, we felt like attending church was hurting us more than it was actually helping us, and so we stopped going. So the vision we have here at Musical Life Church Appleton is to help repair the way people see and view and experience church to build a bridge for people to learn to trust that church can actually be a place that helps them have a better life. We want to repair the reputation of what church was meant to be for the people who may have lost hope in it altogether. So one of the reasons I believe churches have lost credibility with people both inside and outside of the church is because I think as a whole, uh, we've given people a reason to look at us as kind of unintelligent. For example, I know for myself, I eventually left church because I felt like I had spent years of my life trying to make sense out of something that I was realizing didn't make any sense at all, at least in the way it was being explained to me. So I eventually felt like I was being asked to believe in something that, was, that I was unable to explain. Believing in something that made no sense was what I eventually was told faith is. God works in mysterious ways, quote unquote, and we're unable to understand what those ways are. So we just had to have trust in something that we couldn't comprehend. After all, quote unquote, if God was small enough to be understood, then he wouldn't be big enough to worship. So I was surrounded by sayings like this for the majority of the time that I attended churches. Uh, these seemingly simple, wise thoughts, wise sounding thoughts, sounded great on the surface, but never actually helped me with anything in my life. So when I needed God to make sense the most at those times in my life, I was met with doctrines that didn't make any sense at all. So when I was 16, as I've shared before, my dad passed away unexpectedly, and because believing that, quote-unquote, God won't give us anything we can't handle and everything happens for a reason had become what I understood to be the hallmark of a mature Christian, 
I tried to hold my whole world together with sayings that meant absolutely nothing because it was all I had. It felt like everyone uh, that I went to church with must understand something that I didn't. And if I just keep going long enough, all of these things will click and I will start making sense. I just thought I didn't get it yet, but everybody else must because this doesn't make sense to me, but I'll fake it until it eventually all clicks. So I would have meetings with my youth pastors who are all very well-intentioned, um, but I would tell them that I was doing great when in reality I was unfolding on the inside. I explained to them that for whatever reason God decided to take my dad when he did, I was going to trust that it was for a very good reason because I was told God works all things for good to those who love him. But I was never explained what that meant. So I was trying to convince them that this is what I believed because I wanted them to look at me like I was a strong Christian. And um, I was also trying to convince myself at the same time that I actually believed that as well. So I grew into a greater and greater depression. I'd wake up in the middle of the night weeping from dreaming of a world where my dad hadn't passed away. I'd wake up and pick up my phone to call my dad only to realize that after I dialed his number, there'd be nobody on the other end to pick up. So I was spiraling out of control, um, and no leaders from my church or any of my friends knew how to help me. They would sit, and they'd listen to me share, which is amazing, but then they'd, I'd get all these platitudes like I was talking about, all these one-sentence phrases um, that nobody was really able to explain. Um, so these feel-good sayings that carried no actual weight in being able to help me understand all of the emotions I was feeling and how to make sense of the situation that I found myself in, that was the best thing I got offered. So as time went on, I had to come to terms with the fact that I was just trying to lie to myself, that I was lying to myself. I didn't believe the things that I was saying, and I lost the ability to believe in things that I couldn't explain and to ask people in my life to believe in those same things. So I stopped going to church. Slowly, I watched from the outside as many of my friends walked through that same process for themselves. The guy who wrote that song, for example, that was the first thing we connected on on a deep level was our disillusion from the church. Um, as for, like, they, so as real world experiences pile, would pile up on my friends, uh, they weren't finding the answers at church either, and they eventually left as well. So now we were sheep that were scattered and didn't have a shepherd. So many of us, including myself, still believed in a God or had the desire to believe in God. We just didn't want to lie to ourselves anymore. Um, thankfully, I was able to find answers to the questions I had, and I eventually came to understand doctrines that made this world make more sense to me again. I didn't have to try to convince myself of teachings that didn't make sense. I no longer had to try to convince myself that there was no God. God began making sense to me as well. So I, now I have answers that help me deal with the pain that accompanied my dad's passing because I have beliefs about who God is and how he operates that don't require me to believe in something that does not make any sense. Unfortunately, 
when I look out across this town, I still see so many of my friends that I grew up with trying to lie to themselves. The lie they are now embracing is the result of the hypocrisies that they encountered while going to church. I see people who have given up on trying to believe that there is any other reason that they exist besides total randomness. I see them becoming depressed because of that belief, just as I became depressed trying to believe things about a God that did not make any sense. So I believe that one of the reasons people leave church or look at church from the outside and decide they never want to step foot inside of one is because Christians often try to embrace things that do not make any sense, and they justify it as though it does. So these people that leave are smart enough to see that the beliefs so many of us have or have had are not going to help them, and so they are smart enough to not waste their time. I actually look up to these people. I also believe that this is one of the reasons many people, including those people who once attended church, are so vocally against the idea of God and church now. I believe people want answers to life's deepest questions, and when the people who claim to have those answers clearly don't, they become frustrated, and rightfully so. So these platitudes, these feel-good sayings that carry no actual weight, are just one of the things that I believe cause us to appear stupid to others as Christians. Sayings like, everything happens for a reason, are regurgitated in an effort to feel good in the moment, but they don't actually help people with their issues. These sayings evoke the best attempt at doctrine that many Christians have to offer, which is sad, and I'm not saying it's those people's fault. But because of that, they actually offer no help at all. In fact, they require people to believe in something that they cannot explain, which is a cause for depression. At least it wasn't me. So when I hear someone attempt to help somebody using a platitude, I know that they don't have the tools to actually help that person. So I want to start 2023 remembering why Music of Life Church Appleton is here. We're here to help people who desire to know the truth and to understand the world around them in a way that makes sense. But they have lost the ability to believe that church is where they will find that truth. So I am personally here because I was one of those people. And as I look out across Appleton, I still see friends and relatives who are sheep that are scattered and without a shepherd. I believe Music Life Church Appleton has the tools, the doctrines, and the people that can actually change lives and heal pain. We can not only help people understand the gift of eternal life, like I've always heard growing up in church, but we can help people have a better life now as well, like we're meant to. So in closing, um, as Ben comes up to lead us in worship, um, if you are a leader here at this church, Thank you for walking out this mission with us. Thank you for being here week after week and during the weeks. So my question for you as a leader is, what about our mission causes you to be passionate about helping others? If you're a visitor here or a member here, what is something that you don't understand about God and who will you talk to about it?